0: What's up? It's your boy, Ruby Rube, coming at you from the Gathering Strength Podcast, hailing out of the beautiful, gorgeous, and expensive Livermore, California. Your boy, Ruby Rube, is going to be jumping right into the word of the day, because after all, time is money, you got things to do, you got babies to shake, and hands to kiss. And you know what? So do I. So let's jump into it. The word of the day is MONARCHY. And I already know what you're saying, Ruby, Rube, why do I need to know and understand the word MONARCHY? Because, baby bird, let me feed you again. Words are power. Knowledge is power. The more you understand the language that you speak, the better you will be able to identify the world as it is. And therefore, you can obtain a better grasp of reality, not only for yourself, but you'll be able to help out someone in need. So the word of the day is monarchy. A monarchy is a form of government with a monarch at the head. Uh Uh-oh. Now, we need to know what a monarch is. Can you handle two words in one day? You know what? If you've been on the journey with me along this podcast of gathering strength, I'm certain you have gained some strength. And I'm going to bet you can handle the second word. So once again, we need to identify what a monarch is to be able to understand what a monarchy is. Now, my fascination with words is never ending because, hey, we use these words every single day. And when we have a better, clearer understanding of what these words mean, we have a Better, clearer understanding of how the world works. So, a monarch. What's a monarch? A monarch is a sovereign head of state, especially a king, queen, or emperor. Fascinating. Why do we need to have kings and queens? Us monkey. Uh, us monkeys. Us mammals. There always needs to be someone at the top with all the power who gets access to all the best resources, all the best everything. We are fascinating creatures. So that'll do it for the word of the day. Hey, and don't think that your boy Ruby Rube isn't going to tie in the word of the day with the meat and potatoes subject of today's podcast. Today's podcast, I'm going to be reviewing an audiobook that I listened to. This book was written by Prince Harry. The title of the book is called Spare. Now, I have the luxury while I'm at work to listen to all sorts of audiobooks. I recently listened to um, The Frontman, the Red Hot Chili Peppers autobiography. He was a sex, drugs, and rock and roll type Type guy. His book was filled with heroin, sex, tri- groupies, oh man, so many different things. And you know what? He divulged a lot of information about his, his escapades. And I gotta admit, I found my nipples getting hard many times over while listening to that book. So if you want to get your nipples hard, go ahead and listening to that book, Anthony Kiedis, his book is called Scar Tissue. Now, this book. So I went from a drug-addled, heroin-abusing, rock st- frontman, rock star, to this guy. A prince. Or at least a the Dutch of Sussex or something like that. He's He's like... He's far down on the line now. He was second in line, but his his older brother had a kid, had a couple kids, which booted him down the line. And so Prince Harry went and wrote a book about everything that he has experienced in his life so far. Uh, being raised in a royal monarchy. Now, in my opinion, it's important to learn about these people... Learn about different people who you think would be interesting to learn about because, hey, you know what? They have lived a life and they have their ups and their downs, their highs and their lows. And a as a wise man, we can learn from these people. We don't need to go and do heroin to know that, hey, that's going to lead you in a gutter somewhere. And we don't need to work ourselves to death trying to pursue Millions and millions of dollars with millions and millions of fans because hey, like this book Spare is gonna teach you, not everything that glitters is gold. So the book Spare, I'm not gonna come. I'm not going to review the whole book. It's it's a long book. I don't know. It was about 14, 15 hours long, and like I said, I have the luxury to listen and tune in and learn, and. While my intention for creating a podcast such as this is not to is not to go into detail about every single aspect of every single story that he told within these 15 hours my aim is to pick and pluck out some of the nuggets that can be applicable to anyone's benefit When they they learn of a certain story, such as coming from a prince. Now, we all have that fairy tale. uh, Some type of daydream, I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. Hey, it would be great to be king. Little girls, we... We put them in princess dresses. You're a princess. Now you're going to go be fancy. Yeah, you're going to go wave. You're going to have a crown. You're going to have uh, some jewels. You're going to have your accessories. Yeah, all of that looks great. You're going to be a prince. We're going to see pictures of that guy traveling. Living in castles. How awesome would it be to sleep and live in a castle? Well... According to Prince Harry, it sucked. So, I'm not sure exactly how royalty works, but according to Google, the there have been 62 monarchs of England and Britain spread over 1,200 years. Now, this Prince Harry guy, his bloodline is all within that. And he is the guy to leave. I'm not sure how many how many uh, people in royalty have voluntarily left their positions. But Prince Harry, he cast all that to the side. He was like, nope, I'm done. So his mother was Princess Diana. And Princess Diana, the, the world loved her. For whatever reason, she was a princess. Yay! Like I said, we all love princesses. Um, I could I could really care less, but the world seems to to love them. Uh, but Princess Diana, she was killed in a car accident. Um, she was being chased by the paparazzi, and some of the earliest memories that Prince Harry recalls is. Being chased by paparazzi, by having men stick cameras in his faces, the sound of a of a shutter clicking from the snap of a picture, that's triggering for him. There was times, oh you know, going back to this Princess Diana thing, so he was 12 years old when Princess Diana died in that car accident. And because Princess Diana, Prince Prince Harry, he was aware of the paparazzi and their aggressiveness to hound down the royal family. Like, literally everywhere. Everywhere that family went, the paparazzi was just following since day one, forever. Because if you can get a good photo of Princess Diana uh, doing anything, whatever... Hey, well that is a down payment for a house. And that is similar to today's environment where these paparazzi go around chasing celebrities. I guess um, if you're into that, if you want to see some nice photos of Kim Kardashian or Justin Bieber, if you got a photo of them doing something silly, that's a house payment. But I'm not going to pay for that picture. I could care less. Anyways, back to Prince Harry. Because he was aware of his mother's frustration and how angry she was with the paparazzi, when, when Prince Harry and his brother, Prince William, found out that she died, Prince Harry had a hard time accepting that his mother was dead. Prince Harry tells a story of how when... He was woken up out of his bed. They were sleeping in some castle in Scotland when he found out the news. Now, hey, if you want to go and have your mind blown, go Google that that uh, that castle in Scotland that they were sleeping in. And man, can you imagine? That gets me excited right now. Just looking at that photo and I'm like, man, you slept in that with servants? Oh, man, you had everything, but hey, I get it. Uh, He compared his life to a living in a prison with gold bars. I think that's called a gilded cage. But anyways, so he was woken up by, I don't know, one of the royal advisors that his mom passed away. Oh, you know what? He said that it was his dad. His dad was the king! Oh, my goodness. I imagine his dad... Wearing some type of crown, some big old crown. If I was a king, I'd have my crown on all the time. And you know, like one of those long flowing capes. I'd have a staff too, so I imagine his dad wearing a big long robe with a golden staff and a crown. And he comes up to him, and Prince Harry said that his dad never showed him any emotion. And when he said that his dad, or the king, told him that his mother died, Prince Harry, in his mind, said that, Hey, my mom would never leave us like that. This is her plan to fake her death so that she can get away from the paparazzi. And he lived with that, that feeling for a while. Until eventually he he accepted it, but man, what a a tough realization or a tough world to live in thinking that any day your mom is going to come back home and take you away from these paparazzi. Because the paparazzi and the media, they do what they do, they aggressively hound them, and he constructed in his mind that his mom faked her death. Sad stuff. Oh yeah, hey, let's get to the title of the book. The title of the book is called Spare. And do you know why the title of the book is called Spare? Oh, hey, are you asking me that? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Yes, so, when Prince Harry was born, he was the second in line. There was already the, the hair, H-E-I-R, hair, air, How do you say that word? H-E-I-R. Hair. The hair, his brother, Prince William, was already born. So the king said to Princess Diana, Hey, you have given me a heir, and you have given me a spare. My work is done. So, I don't know how Prince... Prince Harry found that information out because obviously he was a baby. Maybe I, I missed the the origin of that story. Perhaps his mother told him that, or you know, maybe he learned about it in a freaking tabloid. Who knows? But ever since Prince Harry was born, he knew his job is to be the spare, the spare to the heir, just in case his older brother dies, hey, well, that's when he would step up. The heir and the spare. And these royals, man, they take their... their hierarchy seriously. Because Prince Prince Harry recalls a bunch of stories and circumstances where he had to ask his brother, For for permission to do something. Hey, hey, brother, I want to go volunteer in this country in Africa. Can I go? And his older brother could say no! Man! How crazy is that? So, because he was the spare and he was not in direct line to inherit the the crown once the king dies. Man, this is this sounds like some fantasy stuff, but this is his life. Once, once, uh, all that stuff happened, <laughs> it, it, it's crazy, man. I would recommend listening to the book, reading the book, uh, because yeah, it's unbelievable. So l- let let's fast forward through all of the malarkey that he ends up going through. Because, like I said, from day one, the media covered his life. He had everything. He had nannies. He had butlers. He had palatial estates. He had castles. Unlimited wealth. Everything. You name it, that guy had it. Like, he had it in a Abundant abundancey or he had it he just had it everything man I cannot implore that deep enough royalty legit royalty so he had it all and despite him having it all he decided to leave But they he had to get that authorized so you can't just leave when you are in the royal family, you have to get that authorized. So, they went through the formalities of getting it authorized. But Prince Harry, he was a 30-year-old 30 30 year grown man. And one thing that he wanted was security. Because of, you know, there's constant death threats. People want to kidnap him. Terrorists want to kill him. So he wanted his security, but the king was like, hey, when you're, when you're cut off, you are cut off, my guy. Banished. Be gone. You don't, you don't get to, you know, have all all this gold, all this jewels and not fulfill your royal duties. Nah, it don't work like that, my guy. You're either with us or against us. So, Prince Harry, in his book, he he said that he understands how pathetic it looks for a 30-year-old man to be begging for money from his father. But, check this out. Prince Harry goes on to justify his actions because his father, the king, that was his employer, that was his father... He, All of the acts and services that Prince Harry did leading up to that moment was for the royal family. His entire being, his entire existence was for the monarchy. And Prince Harry had enough of all all the nonsense. All of the Man, there's so many things like you need to know. You need to know how to curtsy. If, if you need to have ultimate class, and he was just tired of all the formalities, all of the the press chewing him up and spitting him out. That man couldn't do anything without the press scrutinizing, nitpicking. And can you imagine that? Put yourselves in his shoes to where, hey, you're a knucklehead teenager just wanting to have fun with your friends and then having some snapshots of you doing something immature or not even immature you're just 14 years old and for uh, every single 14 year old is gonna do something stupid but he was under a a a microscope a magnifying glass so everything that he did he had to read about it in the tabloids and man it was just a job it was a job for him to fight back against the tabloids. So many things. So anyways, getting back to that 30-year-old man getting cut off by his father. Prince Harry recalls that when he got cut off, he said that it was at that moment that he realized he's never had, he's never had house keys. He's never had to go grocery shopping. He's never had to get car insurance. He's never had to buy a car. He's never had to look for a job. He's never had to do... He never had to do any of that! He never had to do any of that because man, all that stuff was provided for him. If he wanted to go somewhere or do something, he just had one of his assistants do it. And now here he is rebuking everything royal wanting to blaze his own trail but hey with with freedom comes responsibility and if you recall from a booker t washington book that i covered a, a few episodes back booker t washington experienced the same the same gravitas the same heaviness that the that the slaves felt when they were granted their freedom they were excited, there was joy, but with freedom comes responsibility, and responsibility, man, that is heavy. You're gonna to have to learn something, you're gonna to have to gather your strength. And you know what? I hope I hope Prince Harry can find this podcast so hey, he can gather some strength and he can stand a little bit more erect without without having to use. His daddy's Wi-Fi. He'll be able to call up the cable company. And create his own account. And he'll be able to set up his own Wi-Fi. And his own Wi-Fi password. And then he can be the king of his own castle. You damn right. But man. Once again. The reason why I bring this up on the Gathering Strength Podcast. Is because all of these things that we wish we had, these things that we look at with an envious eye, oh hey he's sleeping in a castle, he's on a mega yacht, he's here, there, everywhere, he wasn't happy. He was not happy. Once again it just goes to show you that money cannot buy happiness. He has a family legacy. And a family history that goes over 1,200 years. And it wasn't enough. The grass is always greener on the other side. You can have all that stuff. But hey, he just wants to be able to go to a movie without the paparazzi hounding him. He wants to be able to have his own house. He wants his privacy. But man be careful what you ask for. Really quick this reminds me of um, of another audiobook that I listened to uh, listen it was um, chronicling the Vanderbilts the Vanderbilt dynasty once again a tycoon billions upon billions I forget what commodity he, he was producing but it was like in the, the early 1900s and this guy just had boatloads of money. But, because he had boatloads of money, check this out. They had so much money, they had, once again, the mansions, the vacations, the butlers, the chefs, the everybody, the support team. And the women, they would get pregnant, and they would have the the children. And then they would let their butlers and nannies and everyone else tend to the children. And guess who you think the children bond with? The children are going to bond with their primary caregivers. Who do you think the primary caregivers were in the Vanderbilt home? It wasn't the mothers, nope, because hey, they had they had fur coats to go by, they had jewelry to go and, um, and and buy. They had money to go spend. So while they were out living their best lives. They left the kids with their caretakers. Of the butlers and nannies. And everyone else. So there was some tur- turmoil. There was no connection with the children. And the biological parents. Because once again you cannot buy. A relationship with your children. Nope. You got to be the one wake up in the middle of the night and give them that bottle. You have to be the one to change those shitty diapers. You have to be the one to clean the puke off of whatever they're puking on. Which is going to be everything. So hey, you got to be the one cleaning it up. Lesson learned. You want to have a good relationship with your kids? You have to invest the time. You have to be the one that when they wake up, it's your face that they see. Not not your nanny, not your butler, not anyone. It needs to be you. So your boy Ruby Rube wants you to walk away from listening to this episode and let and remind you that you have everything that you have. Everything that glitters is not gold. Money will not buy you happiness. And man, hey, the things that are often worth the most in life cannot be bought. And that revelation and realization hopefully can set your priorities in the right direction. And because now we have clarity on what works and what doesn't work, we can focus our entire mindset, our entire being on doing the right things, moving in the right direction, because, hey, all of these other distractions just lead us to dead ends. So let's focus on the things that we can't buy. You can't buy your privacy. You can't buy a relationship with your kids. You can't buy... Uh, Did I say privacy already? You can't buy privacy. You can't buy all of these luxuries that we take for granted. Can you imagine stepping out of your car right now and having like 50 paparazzis swarm you? Can you imagine waking up tomorrow and going online and seeing everyone criticize you for a complete lie? Something that was completely blown out of context? Hey, it might... It might sound fun, hey, but you get all this and that and this and that and this and that. And and you get a crown and a scepter. Yeah, that would be cool. For like a month. Maybe, maybe a year at most. But man, that would be draining. So once again, you have everything. You have things that that guy can't buy. And it's priceless. So... I hope you enjoyed the episode. Check out that book, Spare by Prince Williams. Man, and you know what? one one final note. can you imagine your entire existence being created primarily to take over your brother's position just in case he dies. And that's how everyone looks at you. you're not you're not average, Joe. You're not anyone except the spare. You're a a replacement. What would that do with your psyche? How would that skew everything that you did? Are your thoughts even legitimate? Well, I, I know that they are, but... Hey, if you were born into that, and that is just stuffed down your mind and your head that... You're a spare? Know your role type deal? Sheesh. Anyways... Like, subscribe, and follow. Until next time, it's onward. Always onward.